Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome to the Munganas St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Here's the pitch. A swing and a high fly ball. This could be trouble. It's at the wall. And it's a gunner. He scores! Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Keith Ford breaks through and Keith Ford takes it into the end zone. A 16-yard touchdown run to give St. Louis its first ever lead. Welcome back to Ballpark Village. Tom Ack- was, that t- was that Tom Hart of ESPN making that call? Tom Ackerman with you here at Ballpark Village Sports on a Sunday morning. Wait, we have Tom Hart on the phone? Man, this is just my lucky day. The ESPN broadcaster, SEC Network, and now XFL play-by-play man who's in town to do today's game, the Guardians of New York are in town to take on the St. Louis Battlehawks at the Dome at 2 o'clock. And Tom Hart is with us live on KMOX. How are you, Tom? Good talent always recognizes excellent producing, and that was excellent producing. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate our great crew here at KMOX. I know you've been a KMOX listener for a long time. You're a Mizzou grad, as a matter of fact. Uh, what's it like for you to be doing this game in St. Louis and to be part of history? It's really cool, Tom. It was it was neat for me to be on the first call for the Battlehawks down in Dallas opening week where that clip came from. Uh, just the excitement around the team, i got to be honest, it, it even surprised me. And it surprised me because this, this wasn't something like the MLS team that's coming that was in the works for years and planned and, you know, went to a vote and came back and kind of ping-ponged back and forth. The XFL just kind of came overnight, you know, and said, we're going to be in these eight markets. And the reaction to these eight markets has been absolutely phenomenal. St. Louis is leading the way. Seattle is right there with them. D.C. has been awesome. Um, So it's a lot of fun. It's exciting to see this team, you know, be birthed out of nothing. And it's going to be exciting to see all these people in the Dome today. 
Now, the people are excited. We're over at Ballpark Village. They just opened the doors here, and, Tom, they're already putting down Budweiser's and whatever beers they can get their hands on. There's nachos going around the room here, and people are having a good time. Uh, I am not having a beer right now, but I will be later. Uh, and this is it's a lot of fun. I think these fans have been waiting for this. You know, this is not the NFL, but this is professional football, and I think this is a chance for them to put on a little show. Tom, you know this town, and they did this at Bell Reef Country Club at the PGA Championship. They became yeah. part of the story, and I think that's going to happen today, don't you? One hundred percent. And I've been on uh, my on emails with our bosses and my producers, and we've been talking about this for weeks since I knew that we'd have the opener. And I said, listen, no matter what we do in other cities, what is going to take precedence when we come to St. Louis is two things. The return of, of professional football, number one, and the history that this town has, and the reaction of the fans to having a game back in town and back downtown. Um, that's what is going to help sell this game specifically, but I think that's what's going to help sell this entire league. When other markets look up and they see that, the lower bowl is sold out, and there's 28,000-plus in the Dome on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. People are going inside to watch football. They're going to say, hey, maybe we should get in on that in our market, or maybe we should drive to a game that's a few hours away in a different market you know, next Saturday or next Sunday. And, of course, and I've been listening as I was driving around town this morning. As usual, you're doing a fantastic job. But um, the idea that this is on ESPN, you don't have to go search for it on an alternate cable network. Um, if you're in a sports bar, it's going to be on. Even if you're not in St. Louis, no matter where you are nationally, if you've got your TV on at home and you're, you're walking through after coming back in from a kid's basketball game, it's going to be on. And I think that's really important to this, to this league to be successful long term. Well, I appreciate you listening, and we do want to be part of it. I mean, KMOX loves to be right in the middle of this thing, and, and you know, I think that ESPN being part of it is a big deal. I mean, there's some familiarity there with the, the voices. So they hear your voice in that opener in Dallas. They hear Joey Galloway. You know, these are voices that they're used to, that they've heard uh, doing college football and, and discussing things on uh, ESPN with regard to the SEC network and I and I talk about the NFL and it, I think that familiarity certainly plays a part of this and gives it some credibility that I, I don't know where this league is going but they're off to a really good start <laughs> and, and I agree 100% and we'll have a better feel for this after 10 weeks of football um, shoot we'll have a better feel for it after week six but you hit the nail on the head and it's not just what my company is doing, but our friends at Fox by having Kurt Menefee call their game and Kevin Burkhardt. Kevin Burkhardt handing out the World Series trophy. And here he is calling the XFL and uh, Joe Platt and Greg Olson and uh, Steve Levy and Greg McElroy on the other ABC ESPN crew. Uh, it's, it's really important um, to be able to reach the casual fan. Uh, I think guys like you and me, we live sports every day. Uh, we're fans work in it we get a paycheck from it so we're going to go find events we're going to go watch games that matter to us but a lot of times we forget just how difficult it is to reach that casual fan whether it's you know my aunt in portland or my cousin in arkansas and when i hear from them hey I, was that you doing the xfl game then i know we've reached the casual fan and i know we're making inroads i think the challenge for the league then is when fans get a taste of this can you get them to come back for more um, Kurt Hunziker has that challenge. When he sells 28,000 tickets for today's game, 
can we get 30,000 people want to come to the next Battle Hawks game? Um, can we continue to fill the seats? Can we continue to get people to tune in? I think what does that is good quality football, competitive football. Um, we don't need, uh, and, and I like Johnny Manziel. I just was hanging out with him this fall. We don't need the Johnny Manziels of the world to sell this league. Uh, it doesn't need the Colin Kaepernick's of this world to sell this league. It needs uh, guys that are up and coming, that have talent, that uh, are competing for NFL roster space to be successful. And, and, and a quick comparison that I've had, I'm, I'm lucky enough to do the College World Series every year, and I became a college baseball fan, not initially based on what I saw, but when I learned that guys that I respected at the major league level from a playing standpoint had played in it. You know, like, wait a second, Roger Clemens played in the College World Series with Spike Owens was on that team, and, and Barry Bonds played in the College World Series, and Mike Schmidt. It, kind of, it was kind of like going backwards, saying, well, maybe that's something I should be interested in. And I think when Jordan Tomlou makes an NFL roster in the coming years and gets time, and they start talking about him on Monday Night Football, say, hey, here's when he played for the St. Louis Battlehawks, people are going to go, oh, wait, the, the XFL is legit and, and had great players, and that's something I should be paying more attention to. Yeah, he's a legit talent, Tom. We're talking to Tom Hart, the play-by-play voice on ESPN. He'll have the call today of the Battlehawks and the Guardians. And Jordan Tom, who is a good quarterback, I mean, he's efficient. He can run the Ole Miss product. You know him well, uh, coming out of the SEC. And I think this Battlehawks team, just give us a, an overview of what you think the talent level is. But I think they have a shot here to win a lot of games in this league. Based on what I've seen the first two games, they've been very competitive. They've been great. The the odds for them to win the championship have increased after every game. They're now one of the favorites to win the championship. They're built kind of like an old school um, Chuck Long Iowa offense was built, right? Like we're just going to grind it out. We've got great players. I mean, our tight ends aren't standing up with hands on their hips, but we can get out there and run the football and, and be physical. What we haven't seen yet in the next iteration of this offense is the deep ball. Um, they, they love the RPOs, the run pass options for George Tomba, where they're going to call inside zone. And by the way, you'll hear that on our broadcast. We'll tell you what those words mean. We'll tell you when inside zone is coming. We'll explain what that means from a, a running concept. Um, but off of every one of those inside zones, it's called Jordan Tombu's got a wide receiver screen on either side of the field. That's, a, that's the play that LaDamian Washington, a Mizzou guy, scored on last week. Um, and talking with LaDamian yesterday and some of the other guys on this team, but they keep saying, man, we've got great speed. And once his playbook opens up and Tombu's got a big arm and we start stretching the defense, then you're going to get some home run balls. And I think this offense will continue to evolve. Tom, finally, I know you've been over to the Dome already. What does it look like, and uh, what are we going to see here today? Just overall, what is the XFL game presentation like now that you've been involved in a few, for people that walk through the turnstiles today? Yeah, it's it's fun. It's lively. Um, it'll be energetic. I, it doesn't – it's going to sound weird how I say this, but the first thing I thought when I walked in that building yesterday – and they were doing some, some of the PA announcements and, and, and repping some of the uh, promotions was this building's going to be loud. You know, it always has been loud. It will be loud today. Um, and it's going to be a great sense of community. Um, I think it'll be fantastic. We're talking with Jonathan Hayes about his experience with the NFL here in St. Louis. And he remembered playing at the old Bush Stadium when he came in at one point. I, he must have been with the Chiefs at the time. 
Um, and he said, the one thing I remember is that crowd was loud, and they were on top of you, and they were all over us. And I expect this crowd to be the same. You know, I think that they're going to be riled up for this one. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. I would make sure, folks, that you get in there early and get in your seat because the pregame will be awesome. You'll be part of history. And, again, they want you to be waving those towels at 2 o'clock when ESPN takes the air and Tom Hart has the call today. It's going to be an absolute blast as New York Guardians visit the St. Louis Battlehawks. It's finally here, the home opener at the Dome at America's Center. And Tom Hart has been kind enough to take some time to join us before he calls the game. Really appreciate it, Tom. Have a great day. Enjoy it. Soak it in, and I'll catch up with you real soon. Tom, thanks for having me, and, and thanks for promoting the league and the team locally here uh, throughout your show. I think that's that's awesome to have you guys behind it and uh, helping spread the word of this incredible fan base. Absolutely. Thank you very much for joining me, and, and have a great day. Thanks, Tom. There's Tom Hart. Tom Hart, the play-by-play voice today. You'll hear him on ESPN if you're not in the building. If you are going in the building, stop by Ballpark Village first. They have a party going on here. They did hand out some pregame passes last week. That got you parking, and it got you a trip to the nacho bar and some beer specials and all of that. But you don't have to have one of those to get in. And there are people taking advantage of that now. But kids are absolutely welcome. This place is open to the public as always. Ballpark Village is alive and well. Fans are coming in. I see a lot of Battlehawks gear already. I see Battlehawks jerseys. Man, those jerseys are sharp. Why are why are the Battlehawks jerseys, why are their uniforms better than everybody else's? I've not seen a better one. So it, it looks awesome. We'll come back. We'll talk a little baseball with you, a little more Cardinals. We'll hear from Dakota Hudson, who pitched yesterday. And then at the bottom of the hour, John Mosellock, the Cardinals president of baseball operations, will be along with us. We'll ask him some questions about the first game and what's to come today. Adam Wainwright is pitching today. We also will hear from Cardinals left fielder Austin Dean on the show today. Tom Ackerman coming to you from Ballpark Village at our Battlehawks pregame party. Back in a moment on America's Sports Voice KMOX. Welcome back to the Munganass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Munganass St. Louis Honda on South Lindbergh on America's Sports Voice KMOX. Ballpark Village. Boy, is it good to be back here. Cardinal baseball is right around the corner. As a matter of fact, we already have a game in the books as the Cardinals beat the Mets 2 to nothing yesterday. Jack Flaherty with two scoreless innings. Dakota Hudson. Also had two scoreless. Had a really good game. Tyler O'Neill bashed a home run, a long home run. And then a two-for-two day for Matt Carpenter, who went the other way on his first hit. We also had a two-for-two day for Dylan Carlson. I thought Kwong Young Kim, looking back at some of the video, looked really good. Hennessy Cabrera struck out the side to finish the game. Now, they're not playing the Mets A-team by any stretch, but they are playing them today. And they're taking them on at Port St. Lucie, and Adam Wainwright will be the pitcher. John Mosellock joins us at the bottom of the hour. Austin Dean, the Cardinals' left fielder today, will be with Chris Raby at 11.45. And we'll also continue to get you set for the Battlehawks as we are here at the Battlehawks pregame party and getting fired up for XFL professional football right here in St. Louis. But right now, let's go back to Jupiter, Florida. And Chris Raby with yesterday's pitcher. He worked the third and fourth innings. That's Dakota Hudson. 
Dakota Hudson joins us after the Cardinals open the Grapefruit League schedule with a win. A couple of innings today, man. I know it's the first step of a long, long process, but how did you feel? What were you pleased with? How do you evaluate getting out there against the team in different uniforms? Yeah, I mean, it's just good to be back out there competing. Um, I felt like I was, you know, able to execute my fastball, get it over the plate for, you know, some quality low in the in the strike in the strike zone um, pitches, and just kind of get ahead early. So. Um, from there, I was kind of just able to execute and put some, some stuff in the zone that I've been working on, like with my off-speed stuff. So. Yeah, this is the time when you can work on some different things. So you were pleased with the returns from today. I guess got to be pleased with the efficiency, right? Uh, yeah, you know, um, I, I came in and, you know, obviously it's early and then the, the results are great. But I felt like my process was, you know, better than what the, you know, going going forward. I felt like my process was going to set me up to be successful later on, too, not just for couple innings, but it was great to get out there and kind of just be able to see the plan in action. Yeah, you were getting a couple balls right back up the middle at you, too. You had your PFP competition skills tested early and often. Yeah, uh, very first hitter. Um, I told Wong, you know, I'm, I'm glad he wasn't out there today just because he would have been yelling at me from second base to let that first one go through. Um, you know, but Brad, same way. You know, these we have such good infielders. I kind of got to trust them. And I, I turned around and I saw the shift prior to the pitch. And uh, yeah, I got a few ground balls. So I remember you saying the other day during the rag ball and between Gertie laughing like a maniac, mm -hmm. like if I'm getting these kind of ground balls back at me, I'm happy. You know, mm -hmm. everything has to do with the process, right? Whether it's PFP drills, getting on the mound for the first time today, middle of the season. I mean, everything's part of the the bigger picture, isn't it? Yeah, I mean. I just want to be able to execute the small things. You know, if I get a ground ball back to me, I want to be able to, you know, look, be able to look for the second base and throw one to first and kind of be able to adjust and uh, just be an athlete out there. Um, but obviously a couple of scorchers like Gertie's hitting, that's a little bit different <laughs> with a real baseball. So, uh, and, and none of the guys are laughing like him after they yeah. get sawed off by you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely don't stare him in the eyes while you're doing rag ball, but it's it's a lot of fun. It's the quote, don't look at the bull? Yeah, yeah, don't stare at the bull. Keep, uh, keep away from the Red. Dakota, finally, the group that you guys have, the arms you guys have, the pitching you ran out there today, how exciting is it to know the quality but also the quantity of quality in this room? You know, some guys will leave with you all for the big leagues at the end of spring. Some guys will make their way to other spots within the organization. But can you just describe the excitement level about what you have in this organization right now from a pitching standpoint? Yeah, I think we're just starting to see a bunch of the, you know, the young guys come up and we're able to see some guys, you know, build off of what they have been doing. And uh, I mean, it's it's great to see everybody get out there and compete. Um, it looks like today it looked like we were just, you know, nonstop relentless in the strike zone. Uh, so that's, you know, that's one of the best the biggest, you know, ideas you want to execute as pitcher is just to get ahead. And, I mean, I feel like we showed that today, and it's, it's going to be exciting going forward. Congrats on the first one. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. All right, and thanks to Dakota Hudson and Chris Raby with that interview from Cardinal Spring Training in Jupiter, Florida. We'll go back to Jupiter after the break and join John Mosellock. He'll be with us live. Let's get the latest on the club from the Cardinals president of baseball operations. That's at 1130. Tom Ackerman at Ballpark Village getting ready for some Battle Hawks football. Two o'clock against the New York Guardians. Cardinal baseball at KMOX at noon. Back after this with Mo on America's Sports Voice KMOX. Welcome back to the Munkadass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Munkadass pre-owned on South Limburg on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Pitch to cross it, base it up the middle. And that's going to give the Cardinals another run. 2-0 here as they bat in the eighth inning. And Dylan Carlson's 2-for-2. Two two. 
Or isn't it nice to hear Cardinal baseball again on KMOX? Rick Horton with that call yesterday. Cardinals did win it 2 to nothing over the Mets. They play him today in Port St. Lucie. Let's go to Florida now. Who better to ask about the first game and what he saw and heard than the president of baseball operations himself? John Mosaloc joins us live on KMOX. John, good morning, and we are at Ballpark Village today because the St. Louis Battlehawks are playing football downtown. This place is packed today. It's good to be down here. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, just up here in Port St. Lucie, about to uh, start our game against the Mets. Taking on the Mets at 12:10. We'll have it on KMOX. Adam Wainwright is on the mound. Mo, take a listen to this. This is Wayno talking to us about 2020 and why he came back. Had I looked at our team and saw a rebuild that was three, four years away, then that wasn't interesting to me. What is interesting to me is popping champagne and feeling that, come down with my beard, you know, with the playoff beard and tasting that and burning eyes and, and seeing confetti. That's what I'm really interested in and bringing another trophy back home to St. Louis. He is a competitor, isn't he? He wants to win it. He wants to do it now. And he's excited about this team, it sounds like, John Mosellock. Yeah, he really is, and uh, for good reason. Uh, you think about last year, and obviously we had a, uh, a very strong finish. We were one of four teams. It didn't go as well as we wanted when we were playing Washington, but nonetheless, it was still a, a very positive season. And, you know, I think he looked at what we have and our nucleus and what we have coming, and he was certainly excited to be, uh, be a part of that. And, you know, really, when you look at where we are today, we're in game two of spring training, so it's still a little early to know exactly how things are going to shake out in terms of our roster and, and what it's going to look like when we, we get to opening day. But I can tell you that the energy and the enthusiasm here in this camp is very high. It's good to hear. Jack Flaherty gets off to a terrific start. Two scoreless innings for him. Three strikeouts. Didn't walk anyone. Gave up a couple of hits. Dakota Hudson followed him with two scoreless. We just heard from him before the break and Kwong Young Kim. What did you think of KK out of the gates? Well, I, I actually thought from a pitching standpoint there were a lot of positives yesterday. But you know, the question of, of what was sort of the first impressions of, of Kim in, in a game situation, and I thought, like, look, yeah, I'm sure he had some nerves going into that. But I think the couple takeaways is that he does have that breaking ball as advertised, and he was throwing strikes, and, and that was good to see. So. You know, overall, I think you look at his first outing and you'd have to say it was very positive. Cardinals also received some good hitting as Matt Carpenter, and look at again, just a spring training game, right? First game, they're in Jupiter, everybody's getting stretched out, ready to go. But Matt Carpenter going the other way in his first at bat is an attention getter. I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. His approach in this offseason to be better, it was nice to see an early result, wasn't it? It was. And, you know, look, he's been working tremendously hard this offseason to get to where he is today. And, you know, hopefully he sees a lot of positive returns from that work. And, you know, yesterday's first at-bat, it was great to see. But as Clark would tell you, it's, it's one at-bat. And, you know, he's, he knows what his plan is. He wants to stick to it and continue to work at it. And so, you know, the benefit of having a spring training is to, to take advantage of what you're working on and see if it's, uh, if it's working for you. You're probably going to have to calm me down about Dylan Carlson because I saw him last year. I liked him last year. 
But he goes two for two in his first game. John Mozalock, he's a ball player. I mean, I, I, I saw uh, him yesterday, and, and he looks awfully good. What? Uh, it's unfair to come out and say that he should be starting for this team or coming out of camp on opening day. What really would you like to see from him as his career continues to progress? Well, it's really a couple things. It's it's not to say that 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 the roster set and decisions are made, and that's not true. But you know, we've made it very clear this offseason that we were trying to give O'Neill, give uh, Lane Thomas, and to some extent even someone like a Justin Williams a chance to, to maybe make our club and contribute. Now, lots of things have to happen, right? You know. You got to see how Bader plays. You got to see how Dex plays. But you know, ultimately, you don't want to have a young player up on your club if they're not playing every day. And so, right now, I think it's just allow camp to unfold. But when you ask about Dylan Carlson from a high level, look, of course he's a very talented player. Of course, we're very excited about him. And in terms of, of what contribution he'll have in the St. Louis Cardinals this year, it's a bit of an unknown. But certainly glad we have him in our system. And, uh, you know, yesterday was a great first start. He's starting in right field today. Harrison Bader will be in center field. Austin Dean, he is our guest coming up after you, John Mozella. Chris Raby had a chance to chat with him. My gosh, he seems like a good person. I mean, I, I, I can't wait to see him as a player. I know he has some thump in that bat, but as a human being, I, my first impression for, of Austin Dean is very high. Well, what have you gotten to know about him? Yeah, he's a, he's a really nice guy. And, you know, look, he's going to get a lot of opportunities as camp. Gives us some flexibility um, in, in terms of uh, having an option. So allowing him to, to come up and down is something that we thought was important when we were looking at our 40 man. But overall, I think his, his first impression on our staff and on our organization has been very positive. Austin Dean will start in left field today for the St. Louis Cardinals. And then finally, just overall, as you take a look at the club moving forward, um, I, you know, the, there, it's ma- making a lot of uh, headlines right now, the Houston Astros and what's going on down there. There's a lot of attention around the Astros. Just overall, what is the, the Cardinals' stance on moving forward? I really haven't chatted with you a whole lot. Just moving forward and how baseball has move forward or is trying to move forward with all of the sign-stealing scandals surrounding that team. What does 2020 look like from that standpoint? How does baseball move forward in your mind? Well, I think it's, it's going to take some time. Um, I think a lot of people are frustrated with what they read about, what they hear about, and the, the fact that, that you know, the, there are a lot of people that were involved in this, and you know, from a fan base standpoint, there's a lot of people that aren't happy. So to think that this is just going to go away in the next week, I think that's a, a probably not likely. And I think uh, it'll be interesting to just see how their season unfolds with this type of pressure and this type of distraction. But, you know, overall, I think you go to one of our games and we're playing the match, it's, it's not a topic. But there are going to be some teams that, that when they're facing the Astros, it is going to be something of uh, – a headliner moving forward.
Yeah, it's something we'll all, I think, have to navigate through here in Grapefruit League play. The Astros are our neighbors. So they're right down there in West Palm, the, sharing that facility with the Nationals. The Cardinals and the Marlins at Roger Dean and the Mets up in Port St. Lucie. It's nice to have five teams all within driving distance of each other. And John Mozalock has been kind enough to join us from Port St. Lucie. I can't wait to get down there. It'll be a couple more weeks for me, and I'll finish out the ride with you in the last two weeks. In the meantime, have a great game today as the Cardinals take on the Mets. I think all you can ask for right now is to wish the Cardinals good health. That's what you want, right? That's, that's the key. Get out of this camp healthy. Right. I mean, obviously, there's some things we want to see happen in, in terms of development, but the key to this camp is always ending up healthy. Appreciate the time very much. Have a great day today. All right. Thanks, Tommy. There's John Mozalock, Cardinals president of baseball operations, just giving us his observations of some of the players we saw yesterday and what's to come today. It's going to be an interesting camp. And, again, patience, let things play out is all I'll say. Just let it all play out. This is a long baseball season, and I think we say this every single year, but how the roster looks in February, how the roster looks in April, will not be the same as how it looks in October if the Cardinals are so fortunate to get there. It's going to change as the season goes along. We will take a break, and when we come back, we'll hear from the Cardinals left fielder, Austin Dean, and We'll tell you a little bit more about what you can expect from the St. Louis Battlehawks this afternoon. A 2 o'clock kickoff. Professional football is back. We're at Ballpark Village. This place is filling up with some football fans. They are decked out in Battlehawk blue as far as the eye can see here inside Fox Sports Midwest Live. Tom Ackerman with you on Sports on a Sunday Morning. We'll be back right after these words. Welcome back to the Munganass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Munganass St. Louis Honda on South Lindbergh. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Hey, Tom Ackerman with you. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX coming to you from Ballpark Village. You know I'm in heaven right now. I got myself, uh, my buddy Mike Anderson, our engineer to my right. I got St. Louis fans all over the place in front of me. And then up on the screen, I have Indiana taking on Penn State. I mean, the Battlehawks are playing a football game at the Dome, and we have Cardinal baseball at noon, and it's sunny and 50 degrees. This is a pretty good day. Pretty good day, February 23rd in downtown St. Louis. Couldn't be happier. College basketball yesterday, Kansas won. That doesn't make me all that happy, although, well, that's my Mizzou blood talking. But I am happy for you KU fans. The KU is, is doing all it can doing all it can to overcome the NCAA and that cloud over it. What if Kansas goes on and wins the national championship and the NCAA has to deal with that? That is a very real thing. Kansas basically sewed up a number one seed yesterday by beating Baylor. They did it on the road. They beat Baylor. So they will have a share of the Big 12 uh, right now. And that's going to move them to the top of the pole. They're going to be the number one team when it comes out tomorrow. They also ended the Bears' 23-game winning streak. And they won the game yesterday, 64-61 at Baylor. Bears had a chance to tie it, but a three was missed at the buzzer. Jayhawks are 24-3. and They've won 12 in a row since Baylor beat them at Allen Fieldhouse on January 11th. Baylor... Uh, is a really good team, but they lose at home to Kansas. They had their chance. Fourth-ranked San Diego State lost. First loss of the season. They were 26-0. and UNLV beat them 
at San Diego State, 66-63. That made us Indiana fans very happy. We can now pop champagne because there are no more undefeated teams. The last undefeated team, the 1976 Indiana Hoosiers. Elsewhere, we had college basketball yesterday with Missouri losing at Arkansas, 78-68. Interesting thing there was that Jeremiah Tillman was cleared to play but didn't play. So they're not playing him. He was cleared to play but did not play at Arkansas. They lost by eight. In the Missouri Valley Conference, huge game today. At 1 o'clock, Southern Illinois will play at Northern Iowa. If Southern wins that game, they will be in a huge jam for first place in the league. If they win that, they'll be 11-5. and five. They would be tied with Loyola, who lost yesterday to Missouri State 74-62, and Northern Iowa, who would fall to 11-5. and five. You would have three teams at 11-5. and five. Bradley had their chance to get there, but they lost yesterday at Valparaiso. So they're now 10-6, and six, sitting there in fourth place in the league. And that's how it looks right now in the Valley. It is extremely tight. Two weeks from today is the final of Arch Madness. That's how fast this is coming. March Madness is right around the corner. And Arch Madness, the Missouri Valley Conference men's basketball tournament, March 5th through the 8th at Enterprise Center, has its final two weeks from today. So you're going to turn around to college basketball's outstanding postseason. I've said this every single year. The best postseason in sports is college basketball's. It is the best. The problem that they have is they need to make the regular season more important and get more eyeballs on it. They have to figure out a way to get more people to experience the home court atmosphere and the beauty that is the regular season of college basketball. I'm not sure how they do that, but they've got to figure it out because still too many people think that college basketball is a three-week sport because their postseason is so good, so good. But they'll find a way, I'm sure, because they're so smart in the NCAA. That was a little facetious. Let's turn back to one more thing before we leave you with an interview with Austin Dean. Actually, I'm going to play the interview with Austin Dean, and then I'm going to leave you with a heartwarming story from the world of hockey. It was absolutely awesome what happened in Toronto yesterday. Actually, I'm going to tell you right now. So in Toronto yesterday, you had David Ayers, He is a Zamboni driver for the Toronto Marlies. That's a minor league team in Toronto. He's 42 years old. 15 years ago, he had a kidney transplant. Never thought that he'd play hockey again. Well, he is the emergency goaltender in Toronto. We have one. There's one in every city. It's the third goaltender. So if your goaltender gets hurt, you have a backup. Then there's always someone in the building as an emergency goaltender. And this happened in Toronto last night. As Carolina was playing the Maple Leafs, their goaltender got hurt. Their second goaltender got run in a vicious hit right along the boards. And so here comes David Ayers out there wearing a Carolina sweater, but he's wearing blue pants because he's in Toronto, and he's wearing his Marley's helmet, and he goes out, and the Carolina players all tap him as he heads out to the net, and the coach, former Blues forward Rod Brindamore, is kind of shaking his head like, I can't believe this is happening to us. And you know what happens? Carolina scores for him. He gives up some goals, and Carolina starts scoring, and they win the game. He's the number one star, David Ayers, 42, Zamboni driver, had a kidney transplant. He won an NHL game last night. This is a phenomenal story. 
I hope they make the movie. I will, I will help them make the movie if they want. I love that story so much. Carolina won the game 6-3. to three. The Carolina Hurricanes had 47 shots on goal. You don't think they tried to support him? That is awesome. I love that story very much. I like this guy a lot. He's Austin Dean. He's the Cardinals' left fielder, and he visits with our Chris Raby. Our new Cardinal Austin Dean with us on a walk and talk from the clubhouse to the parking lot. And you know this area well, flipping from that side of the facility to this side. What have the first couple of days uh, been like as a Cardinal, Austin? Man, it's been pretty awesome. Uh, I love the vibe here. Uh, everybody's been so great. I got to know the coaches, the staff, and everybody's treated me with, you know, such like just great respect and great hospitality. And, uh, you know, that's something that I look forward to, like, look at. And it's been really cool. It's just been really nice to meet everybody and kind of uh, just, you know, know the teammates. But I feel like I've been fitting in pretty well. Like, still a little quiet, just, but, uh, you know, because I, I feel like I have a big personality. I love talking. But, like, when you go over to a new side, it's like you're in kindergarten. You're yeah. kind of quiet, just sitting there. But, but, I mean, I feel like I've been a little bit better. But, uh, but yeah, man, the camp's been going great so far. Uh, I'm just kind of loving it over here. It's kind of that feeling out process for any of us, right? Like, new job, new group. Uh, you feel like, like you said, a kindergartner kid in college. You kind of <laughs> figure out the click, figure out how the dynamics of the clubhouse work. But pretty friendly group in there, right? Oh, yeah, everybody's been friendly. It's It's incredible, man. Like, uh, even a lot of the older veteran guys came up and introduced them to me, and uh, some of them remember me from over Miami. But uh, yeah, man, it's been it's been absolutely amazing. All right, as uh, we walk through this parking lot, tell me what it's like, regardless of what organization you're a part of, to be a young guy and drive into a big league parking lot in the spring. Probably feels like you're driving on eggshells. You want to make sure you're going the right place, not parking too close, not parking in someone's spot. I remember that in my first spring training over there. It was. I was like, oh man, I hope I'm not, you know, in somebody's spot and all this way. But like now, you just kind of like, you just kind of whip in there, like this is your spot and stuff like that. But you know, I don't think everybody's had like, nobody's had a problem or anything like that. Yeah. But if they did, I don't 100 percent move. I give them respect. So, yeah, man, go for it. I don't care. I just remember Ozuna last year. Oh, they were taking BP on field one. He almost hit his own rolls a couple times. I'm like, well, you might not want to park that close. That's why you parked in the back, man. Yeah, <laughs> you'd have to really pull something. <laughs> How about the Jupiter area? You obviously know it uh, well. As far as spring training goes, it's a pretty good spot, man, to chill out, to get uh, some good meals in you. What do you like to do when you leave the facility? Uh, yeah, usually I'll. You know, I'll grab some food or... That is it. a big truck, by the way. That is. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I'm a big truck guy, but that's too much for me. For uh -oh. my taste. <laughs> no, this looks dangerous. But he does have, like, he has the platinum, which that's what I have and I love. But... Oh, beautiful. Um, so, sorry, you are saying you'll go and get uh, something to eat, hang out a little bit? Yeah, go grab a smoothie from Tropical Smoothie or... Uh, Usually I go home. Depends on the weather and how the day goes. Uh, I like to fish. Uh, we have a limited place right now. It's got a dock and uh, just kind of saltwater fish. We use shrimp. Uh, I caught like a big red snapper the other day. Oh, so, nice. but uh, yeah, it, it takes me, it takes me a little bit to warm up because I don't like touching fish. I never like my hands getting dirty. And you so, love to fish, but you don't like touching fish. I don't that's, like touching. But it's like, like an artist who hates paint. <laughs> I know. Like that's how I am. Like it takes me a little bit to warm up to it, and then after a while, I'm like I'm fine. But. Uh, well, yeah, like, I have always hated, like, getting my hands dirty when I was a kid, apparently. That's what my mama say. Like, I'm, I kind of hand sanitize, like, as much as I can. But, uh, yeah, but I'll do that. I'll go home, uh, kind of relax. I'll watch The Office or just kind of nice. whatever's on Netflix. And uh, what we've been doing a lot is been playing Settlers of Catan. That's, <laughs> uh, that's one I got uh, introduced to that one, I think, last year. 
and uh, I absolutely love that game. It's it gets kind of irritating because of the guys that we play with because we're always you know so competitive and stuff like that. But uh, but yeah, but that we do that, and then I kind of just relax and drink a boatload of water. Yeah, try to stay hydrated because it's so so dang hot in West Palm, but. But yeah, I mean, my day is pretty simple. I don't like to really go out and do a lot just because I know like just how the spring training process works. Like you kind of get beat to death a little bit. So yeah. <laughs> where, where are we going here, by the way? Just kind of looping I, around? We're or? just walking. Oh, walking, okay. Talking. Well, where are you parked at? I'm like right here. Oh, okay. Well, we'll go back up this way. I love it. Um, no, it's, it's crazy though because, you know, not comparing what we in the media do, but people think, you know, you're down here and hanging out and partying or whatever, but this drains so much out of you, and it's such a different schedule, a complete 180 than during the regular season yeah. when you're playing late, you're eating late, you're sleeping in late. you got to kind of get acclimated to that. Yeah, it, it, that's why, like, I've done it the past two years now. I came down a week early and kind of just get myself, uh, get my body prepared for waking up a little bit earlier and just yeah. kind of, you know, moving around in the morning. But, like, during the off season, I, I wake up at 7 or 7.30 every morning, uh, eat breakfast and I leave my house by eight o'clock and I'm going to work out and I'm there till about one o'clock every day and uh and my big thing is like you can work out and do everything you can in the off season but as soon as you put cleats on it's like you've never worked out in a day in your life that's Austin Dean the Cardinals will start him in left field today as they take on the Mets that show is coming at noon first pitch at 12 10 right around the corner here on KMOX it's been a real treat being here at ballpark village great to be back this place is packed and they are ready for Battle Hawks football over at the Dome. This pregame party's been going on since this morning, and the folks here will head over to the Dome and make a lot of noise as the Battle Hawks take on the New York Guardians at 2 o'clock on ESPN. Thanks to our engineer on site, Mike Anderson, our producer back in the studios of KMOX, James O'Sullivan. I'm Tom Ackerman. You can hear this entire show on our podcast at KMOX.com. Thanks for being with us. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.